Welcome back to Hooligans Pitch, episode 60. We back. It's going to be a good one. Um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I'm getting over a little something, so we'll see how long my voice lasts. Okay. But that's not stopping me from busting out. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, Voodoo Ranger Tropic Force? What? Yeah, I came across this last week, actually, but then wasn't feeling that well over the weekend mm. so um haven't been able to try it but it's uh, a tropical ipa still 9.5 percent though oh. so yeah man. we're going in yeah man you ain't sick <laughs> <laughs> 9. 9.5 i'm gonna look like a little little weenie over here i am starting out with an all day 4.7 uh basically nice water yeah uh, i'm trying to hydrate tonight and um you know coming off the dry spell this has been a nice a nice welcome back. He's back and, in. And I won't lie. I had one February 1st, and uh, I, I could feel it. So that's how <laughs> that's how off I've been. Um, is there pineapple in that one? Because um, I'm interested. You know, it doesn't really say. I'd have to maybe look on the, the box. It might okay, okay. give more deets. But, um, yeah, tropical IPA, so I'd assume yeah. they probably went the pineapple route. Curious. But, um Let's jump into it, Chad. We're going to skip to the Premier League match of the weekend that we've all been waiting for. Probably the most watched match of the year, um, yeah. especially in 2024, if we're looking at it that way. Arsenal versus Liverpool. Most of us know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little spicy in this house, but uh, <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you take it away here. Um, give the people what they want. Tell them how you feel. Because I know the answer. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, look, leading up to this game, it was, I'd say, nervy. I, I was feeling a little, little nervy. Um, you know, not only because it's been Arsenal-Liverpool going at it a, a few times within two months or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it's... it's uh, a quick turnaround between these games. So tactically, like it's been kind of interesting to watch how each side tried to adjust. Um, but yeah, once, once the game started, felt pretty good. Um, <laughs> I like that, that, well, I don't like, but for you, it was nice. That there's no goal within the first 10 minutes. Got over that hurdle. <laughs> I mean, baby steps. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arsenal looked very good first half. Um, I feel like Arteta in recent games has been kind of getting the jump on Klopp's tactics, but then Klopp has been able to adjust mid-game to kind of, uh, I don't know, pull out the win and, and mm-hmm. you know, be more competitive at, at times. Um, this time, I don't know that that happened enough. It, it might have been down to just some personnel missing or um, some players maybe not fully fit. Like Trent coming out was a big surprise, I think, to both of us. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Like, see Arsenal go take the lead 13 minutes in. That, that was good. That got some of the nerves out. <laughs> I was feeling better. But, you know, long long game to go. Um, but uh, to see Arsenal just so dominant and in control that first half was was nice uh, of course up until like the last 30 seconds <laughs> where Saliba has the ball I, 
he's probably expecting Raya to come out for it. Raya, I think, maybe feels it's maybe too far with, with Diaz right on Saliba's back, so there's miscommunication. Diaz, rightfully so, pokes his toe in there. And just the most unfortunate deflection off Gabriel's hands, which I think had he not touched it, I think it probably falls to Jota anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going half 1-1 was frustrating to say the least after, uh, you know, a, a half that saw Liverpool get a goal with zero shots on target. So, Amazing. Uh, you know, it, it, if you're going to win the league, you certainly need the luck and, uh, that was was maybe the sign of Liverpool's luck, but luckily for Arsenal, um, that luck kind of ran out there. I think for for Liverpool, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I maybe want to break it into to halves here. Like, yeah, that's that's fine. And I'll give you my quick little rundown here. Um, you kind of you, you nailed the key points here. I think I think this is a little bit of a depth issue. Um, of <laughs> course, we're missing our key faces on the team. Yeah. Um, now, you know, this personnel looked somewhat the same against Chelsea. No, Chelsea, Arsenal, two different, yeah. two different, like, solar systems, if we're looking at it that way. They're on the opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum. But we handled business there, and I think here, I don't know, it's like the moment got the best of us. Um, I think we can both agree this was, for both teams, this was not our A games. Yeah. Um, you know, the goals that you let in, that nine times out of 10, you're stop. You're clearing that ball or doing something else with it. <laughs> and I would have to say the same for our team on, on, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not saying your goals, you know, a goal is a goal, but the goals that you scored against us look like some of the easier goals that teams have scored against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rebound goal, uh, poor decision-making with Virgil and, and Allison and then Allison letting one go through the legs on near post. That was like, a, I was like, what the hell? Like, this isn't why you're the best <laughs> keeper in the world. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. Um, so frustrating to watch. Yes. We were missing, you know, Sabasly, Sala, Trent coming off Tiago going in and like crucial key moment of the game. He hasn't played since last April. I'm like, this is, it was kind of strange. Yeah. Um, now I will say losing three, one against Arsenal is a lot better than losing 3-1 against Burnley or Crystal Palace. Sure, yeah, or like so yeah. like if we're going to lose a game, let's lose this one. Like yeah. that, you know, like we're still in first, that's fine. Um but yeah, not not our best showing. I, I don't want to say I like saw this coming cuz we've obviously haven't lost in months, but I'm glad if we're going to lose a game, this is the one to lose and then we can start mm-hmm. another streak and go. So that's that's kind of my my brief summary, but we let's break it up kind of in that first half and and you know, for me, it was uh, slow, dry. Obviously, no shots. Felt mm-hmm. like felt like our defense was going to have to be the one to kind of, um, you know, make sure nothing else was kind of going to happen. And, and for the most part, that was the case. I feel like we let Arsenal control control the ball, control the game, but we were pretty locked in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the rebound goal. It's like Becker play Allison played that fine he, he saved a Havertz yeah, kind of breakaway and anyway. yeah and it's 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 just unfortunate the ball went where it went and that happens so um the team kind of looked at each other and, and knew that thing a goal like that is just no one's fault really um you know the yeah path, I but... mean if anything yeah I'd say it's not anyone's one fault but it was certainly a, a 
strange decision for Virgil to like step in so hard to Odegaard. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe he didn't see Kai starting his run um, or thought Kanate was going to be able to, to track it um, easier. But that was, I think the most surprising part of that goal was just like that one like big moment from Virgil to not kind of hold his ground mm-hmm. and like, which may, might've been, you know, tactically it was like, if, you know, Odegaard picks up the ball in your zone here, like press him hard. Um, but I think then maybe Arsenal was prepared for that. And that's when, when, you know, Kai starts his run. It was a great um, run. Don't, I'm not taking that away. Great from run. Him. And uh, I think, you know, ideally Kai scores that goal rather than uh, it being a deflected goal, but, it's kind of been, you know, Kai's finishing so far this season is either spot on for, you know, a game or just kind of meh. <laughs> and that's that I wasn't str- honestly it was like, all right, like shoot it. I wanted him to shoot it. Yeah. If you yeah. want a one on one, Kai's probably the guy you, you want to be facing. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we look confident on the save. It just it just mm-hmm. bounced the wrong way. It could bounce anywhere else, but it didn't. That's, oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what happens. So, um. 13 minutes in, that was, you know, my goal was to not have a goal in the first 10 minutes, but I'm going to extend that, I think, next time to, like, 25 <laughs> minutes because there's no difference between 13 and 10 for me. Um, yeah. And then, of yeah, course, I, of course, that second goal was just weird arsenal defending, lack of communication, don't know what was happening there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just a strange moment, I think, you know, it's it, it was right at the the death of the first half, so maybe players are a little bit like, all right, like whistle will be blown here any second, and you know, minimally checked out for that split second, and you know, that's it, not only Premier League, but it, especially when you're coming up against you know a top team like Liverpool, like that split second is obviously one that counted and, and leads to a goal. Um, but I mean, so then at half, one one. Are you feeling any better, or is it still? Oh, yeah, no moment. I felt like momentum shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a huge believer in momentum, and if teams can, especially at halftime, if you come in just scoring a goal at halftime to to bring it even, and and Liverpool being the team that scores or has uh, attained the most points after being, um, yeah. being down, like that's you know that's just our mo. We're a second half team. That's <laughs> yeah. I, you know I I feel like you know same question to you. How did you feel going in half? You had to have been a little like. Oh boy, here it comes. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I, I was still feeling pretty good at half just because Arsenal was playing well um, and, you know, limited Liverpool in in their creativity and everything. Um, but yeah, certainly a, a tinge of uneasiness in there now that we gave up a stupid, easy defensive error goal, which, you know, is uh, not all too common these days, but always seems to pop up against Liverpool and, and I just have like memories of uh, like Mustafi and Firmino just like tearing him apart and stuff mm-hmm. like got like war flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew coming into that second half that if Arsenal came out slow, Liverpool was going to be all over him and it like almost kind of was that way. At first. Um, yeah. I think, I think Liverpool came out like looking pretty spicy Um Got some some good opportunities, but just couldn't find the back of the net. No, Trent had some good crosses in the box too. That 
mm-hmm. just you know again couldn't find the right the right person to finish them and then uh we we didn't we we kind of missed over the 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 pk op though which we should probably talk about mm. you know interesting weird tangle of the legs that of course is unintentional uh the more i watched it though i i kind of do lean in the favor of that being a pk just because mm-hmm. like the contact was was kind of initiated by McAllister, but for me it was also Havert seemed just a little out of control. That's like so. It's like where is that fine line of like, you know, like ha- not controlling the ball but having your body lean one way while your legs were kind of I want to say his legs were it was like baby giraffe legs almost. You know, like <laughs> they didn't look like they were running in a straight line. They were definitely kind of wobbling well, out, but they were tussling bodies. So I like. I mean, yeah, it. it... You know, he kind of makes his quote-unquote cut in. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, ball definitely goes, I think, further away from him than he anticipated. Right. Um, but then it looks like, you know, he kind of makes the reach to get the ball. I think maybe slightly touches the ball. And then, like, the legs start to get tangled. And I can kind of see the arguments both ways. But I keep, when it's a, you know, a foul in the box, I try and think, like, is this a foul outside of the box? And I think that probably gets called a foul outside of the box. Um, so I don't know. I, I, to me, it was a penalty. Um, yeah, one, the, one more point that I want to make. It, you know, it was really hard to tell, like, who ran into who. Because the legs yeah. were just so tangled. It's like, did Havertz, did Havertz touch McAllister's legs? Or McAllister's legs touch Havertz? Like, of course, I understand they touched each other. But, like, yeah. how... It's so hard to say who initiated that, right? But I feel like the attacker should have some, uh, you know, some leeway, right? They're in control mm-hmm. of the ball. They're the ones who who should, if they get an entanglement, um, have that opportunity to still score or have the opportunity for a penalty kick. But that it would have it would have felt really harsh in that moment to mm-hmm. give that. Um, I'm happy it didn't go that way, but like the more I watch it, I was like, okay, I probably would have been upset too if that was my team. So I, I don't yeah. know. It, it was really close. It wasn't. It wasn't clear and obvious. And we've seen so many other PK opportunities where it's like, what the hell was that? How is that not a PK? And that's yeah. this is one where I was like, I don't know. See, that's kind of where I got hung up. Hung up on it too is like we've seen the ones where you know a, a foot gets barely touched and they fall and it, it's a PK and like like I felt like this obviously more contact than that and, and, and more in the realm of a foul than just like touching their foot and, yeah. and they fall um, but I mean I, I I thought it was PK in the moment I still think it probably should be um, I mean glad that it didn't really come down to this yeah but, me too um, you know, I it, I was kind of surprised it, it didn't go through like a lengthier check process. Um, so I don't know what whatever they saw. Yeah, they don't communicate with <laughs> us, so <laughs> well, whatever it might be. Yeah, it would be nice to know. Um, you know, and I guess we eventually will hear that and and um, see what they what they saw. But um, it did surprise me. It was just like a, a quick little stoppage of play and check and mm-hmm. and kind of moved on quickly which is nice but um it would also be nice to just hear your reasoning (laughs) yeah 
Um, so yeah, we go into the second half and our subs come in a lot earlier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bringing in Robertson who hasn't played in a long time. Uh, I understand the Harvey Elliott decision, um, little spark plug in there, but then mm-hmm. Nunez didn't get the start here because of his, his foot bruise. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of surprised to even bring him in here. Just I, I guess I kind of understand the desperation and the need for attacking, but um, I don't know if they say he's injured and, and not they don't want to start him and then bring him in later. It's like don't 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 risk this guy's injury for just this one game because we like you know of course a win's important here, but this wasn't a this for me this wasn't a must win game. Season depends on it, right? Yeah. So to risk arguably the guy who's been having the most opportunities at goal. I thought that was an interesting move to bring him in. And then, of course, taking Trent out, which I felt like that was our, I don't know, yeah. he was doing so much work. I mean, he was he's the only guy who was putting in balls in the box, especially in the second half. So to do that mm-hmm. 13 minutes in, I was like, uh-oh. I was like, weird. Yeah. For, for me, that just kind of signaled that, you know, Trent's not really been playing. He's been injured or whatever, and, and Bradley's been in there. And then, you know, Bradley has to miss this game. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think Trent was probably just not fully fit. Yeah. Because um, I think, for me, I saw Robertson coming on and assumed, you know, we were just getting Trent and Robertson on the on the, on the the wings again, like, you know, Liverpool of, of old. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a bummer not to see that from, like, just a fan perspective sure. of the game. Um, and I think Joe Gomez didn't necessarily have his, like, best game compared to, like, how we've seen Joe Gomez step into these roles and, and kind of put on a, a better display. I think he's kind of struggled on this one. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a change of necessity. Like Trent was trying Trent put in some great crosses and I even, you know, text in the discord at the time of like, I didn't like how much time Arsenal was giving Trent mm, to, to mm-hmm. get these balls in. Cause you know, it's uh he's certainly one of the main creative threats that Liverpool offer. Um, so yeah, you know, certain good from Arsenal perspective to see him go out, but like for the game as a whole, it kind of sucks always to see, you know, a, a good player go out early when they had more to contribute, I think. Yep. Yeah. Not having Bradley either coming off of uh, peak of his, you know, peak game of his life. It's on and then, fire. And yeah. his, you know, his dad passes away at, at 58. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, um, I don't know. Maybe spirits were low after seeing a kid go through that in the, in, yeah, the, in the dressing yeah. room, and, and motivation was kind of weird. Um, and then the Virgil and Allison mess up on the Martinelli goal, man. That was just like, what the hell? After that happened, I was like, oh, I didn't want to yeah. throw in the towel, but I was just like, what? I was like, this is not, this is not what I'm used to. That seeing. was just, yeah, that that was just so, like, such an uncharacteristic moment from both of them <laughs> like normally they're they're both very assured in their in their you know defending and and shot stopping and you know allison when to come out and, and all that and um again i think it was just where arsenal had a miscommunication now liverpool had one and mm-hmm. um you know i i think martinelli being kind of right there in it definitely didn't give them time to think and, sure. and fully react oh, yeah. um but just such a surprise to be gifted a goal in in such a way. <laughs> Shocking, dude. That was that was so bad. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the worst goals. That's why I say it was carious levels. I was like, yeah, probably back to that moment. I was just like, what the hell was that? 
Um, and then the Troussard goal, great move, great initial move to get on the break. Oof. Um, yeah. but you know, I watched that goal back. He didn't even put that much power on that shot. He just, he just placed it between his legs. And, yeah. And I was like, hey, strange for Becker to not have his knee dip down to kind of block that, um, block his legs from being wide open. And, and his angle, his positioning was fine. Mm-hmm. He probably, I think he looks at that again and saves it. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think he was mentally probably not in it this game and, you know, that's okay. We go again. It's the second loss of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> missing missing Endo, who's been on fire. Like I can't wait to get him back. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought McAllister had a, a pretty good game here too. Yeah, he looked um, okay. You know, he got some some decent shot opportunities too. So yeah, he had, um, he had one hit. I think outside the 18 where I was like, please, I like, I'm ready. I was like, please, and it, <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it was, I think it was hit right at Rhea. Mm. I'm pretty sure he just, Ray just caught it. I was like, okay, not what I, yeah, not what I wanted. But um, it's kind of a shame we don't get another one of these. Let's just keep them going every couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> I mean, right? Like they're fun. They're super fun. And and t- yeah. t- now I gotta wait till next year to play all again. Like that feels th- three, yeah. Three in one month here. That's that's too quick. It's too quick for sure. Um, and I think you know game tactics maybe I don't want to say suffered but weren't as fleshed out as they could be if you know okay you play each other and then you can get a couple months and a, you know a handful of games to analyze before you play again whereas this is just like so back to back to back that yeah you almost kind of just they threw out their their first match game plan you know you I think both teams adjusted in that second uh, I think the second one was the FA Cup mm-hmm. uh, match. And then it looked like really Arsenal just kind of repeated the FA Cup strat into this one. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, I think both teams, uh, certainly not yeah, a, a, a performance from, from either. Um, I think Arsenal just got a little bit more control and was able to just limit what Liverpool could do. Um, and Liverpool just like, didn't have the depth, I think to really rectify that, the, you know, make the changes that they needed. Dude, when, when Diaz went into right back, I was like, well, then that's when you know. <laughs> and then when did you see, did you see what Harvey Elliott, uh, uh, Diaz was getting like hit in the back. Oh. And, then all, and then Harvey just comes. He's like, Fuck Let me take that ball. <laughs> No, yeah, I saw that, and, like, I mean, good on Harvey Elliott to just, like, recognize that situation of, like, Diaz is getting clowned on right now, yeah. and, you know, let let me just take it and get it out of there, um, but then again, for, like, Trossard's goal, it's Diaz and Elliott closing in on him, and one of you has to do something, you can't let Trossard get out from b- between both of you so easy, um, so, you know, it, it, I think, overall, fun game, um, you know, I had more fun, but yeah, I've had better. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do want to shout out Jorginho. We don't see much of him these days, but uh, I think you know, moving forward in these big games, I think this will probably be the mid that Arteta goes with. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of remind me of of almost that Jaka role of you know, not technically a captain, but is like such a leader on the field and yeah. constantly kind of keeping people structured and positioned well. And uh, 
he certainly is is able to find the the more through pass and uh take the riskier option but oftentimes i think his his passing comes off pretty good and um yeah i like to see that rather than you know passing it around in the the horseshoe of death that that sometimes arsenal can get into and um yeah it it it's great to see because chelsea definitely need a player like him and they let arsenal take him for like 12 million pounds or something like that so thank you chelsea <laughs> Uh, I will say, taking off Sinchenko in the second half was a smart move. Um, I think he was getting... He wasn't able to play in the midfield, it seemed like, a whole lot. Maybe that's because Jorginho was there and Havertz was up top. So it didn't seem like he was needed as much. But I just... I just man, I, when he got taken out, I was like, shoot, now he can't cook him down there anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see if, if Arteta does that more in games where you're kind of even at half or even I in think, the 60th or 70th. I mean, I, I think most of these Liverpool games would have been a, a Tommy Asu at left back game, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's been away at, at the Asian Cup. Um, and, yeah, you, you saw Zinchenko basically just playing left back this game, which he's a left back, but, you, don't want you know, he's basically a mid, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, I think it was... Maybe start Zinchenko and you know see if if it just works out where he can get into those midfield areas and and mm. you know get on the ball like he he wants to then cool and if not then you know Kivior can come in and um, you know he's more accustomed to defending than Zinchenko is and I thought he put on a pretty good display out there um, had you know one or two little wayward moments but. Uh, yeah, it, it was nice to not have to worry about a Zinchenko defensive blunder again. <laughs> Against Liverpool, they they stand yeah. out. They definitely stand out. When he got the card though in the 60th, I was like, I was like, this is like this could be a good thing. And then, unfortunately, nothing <laughs> came of it. But, um, but yeah, y'all closed the gap. They closed the gap on us. That's uh, something that I fear that would happen this weekend. And and. <laughs> You know, with the city win, this this top three yeah. on the table, it's looking it's looking spicy yeah. up there. I mean, un- unfortunately, the uh, Arsenal winning more helps City than yeah. than anyone. But yeah, it's uh, everyone versus City at this point. I need someone to step up, take those points off them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we can just move into the Brentford game then. Yeah, yeah, let's start at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll go. We'll backtrack. I do want to say though, this weekend um, had the most goals for any match day since 1995, 1996. Dang. 45 goals. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of big score lines. Yeah, so, so I, mean, I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, so let's let's talk about all these goals. Let's talk about how much Brentford let us down, Chad. Speaking of poor defense, oh uh, my god, man. what the hell? I don't think Brentford attacked final third. I don't think they played that bad. I think I think scoring a goal against City is a big deal. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I think letting Foden score three on you is embarrassing, especially the way he scored all those goals. Wide, yeah, open. wide open. In the yeah, box. I mean, you know, Brentford's defense has been off for a while now um and i was kind of hoping that for whatever reason this would be the game where they finally like 
got back together and you know ben Mee's leading the line back there like like he does and uh pinnock has his 14 million clearances and just wasn't it flecken tried to put up a, a, a performance of a lifetime and kind of very well did as much as he could but yeah the the you know handing the ball to any city player in the box is just bad move bad defending and <laughs> unfortunately brentford did it three times <laughs> that, that clip that first one though where pinnick headed the ball <sighs> and it just went much and 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 even though it goes i think did he i think he did head it uh, yeah it went straight up but even during that time when that ball was in the air no one went to foden it, no. Foden controlled it with his chest and t- tapped it in. I was just like, "What? How do you get something that easy?" Um, yeah. With, uh, I mean, Foden ain't that tall. Uh, it, it, I was just shocked how that guy was it's so open almost every time he got the ball. Yeah, I think they just, uh, you know, kind of lost track of him at times. Like especially, I think that second goal, he just kind of floats between defenders, and you know, KDB has the. The will how willpower to to find him and, yeah. and sure does and you know then yeah he's, he's basically wide open there. Um, but even the Holland assist too, like he was just yeah. in the middle. Holland just stopped the ball. Holland just, don't, Holland don't assist. Exactly. <laughs> like to to be that open for Holland to pass you the ball, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, you know, I think on the attacking side, Brentford. I, I don't know if this was like tactical or just. Maybe City defenders did it well enough to play Tony out Man, I to the wings the more. But I said, is that Harry Kane? He, yeah, he, he was picking up the ball, I think, way too wing side rather than central. And he was like, crossing a lot. And I was like, why yeah. is he the one doing that? It's not where you, you need him or want him. Leave him central. Um, you know, I think this is definitely one where you're, you're missing Mbumo on the wing to mm. keep Tony central. But you got to kind of plan around that like tony's big enough strong enough i think technical enough to stay central with you know top defenders like city has and and still cause issue um yeah so that's a bummer not to see them mm-hmm. utilize that more i agree i saw that it was pretty early in the game too when he took the ball mm-hmm. and he dribbled down the right side and they just said have have all this space. Hey, go, this go for space. it yeah. <laughs> All the way down, and you crossed it in, and he did just yeah. that. And it's, I, you know, I'd like to get his thoughts on on looking back at that game and seeing like why did why did I go so far down the line? Like I think when you were given the opportunity of space, no matter where it is, you take it. And uh, I don't know, they kind of they kind of fooled him. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe maybe it was City more just kind of like baiting him a little bit that way of like, look, all this open space, <laughs> and you know, then yeah, he fell for it and. Yeah, they're going to let Tony cross it all day. It's, you know, if you're crossing into Neil Mope, like, that guy's not tall. He's not known for his headed goals. <laughs> no. City eats him up. Yeah. Um, great run, though. Great assist by Flecken and, and yeah. kind of trick City there, thinking he was offside. But read, read the rules, <laughs> boys. He was clearly on. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a nice play. And got our hopes up. I hate that. <sighs> yeah. Hate that so much. I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. Three, it would have been three in a row. That would have been crazy um, for Brentford, Dang. but yeah, the streak is over. But they do play City in 15 days again. Oh. So, rematch. There you go. Keep Tony central. <laughs> yeah. Take, listen to us. So, when does Mbumo come back? It'd be awesome if he came back. 
Oof, I think he's quite a ways out. Oh, I think man. his injury is pretty bad. But they got to find some someone to occupy that right wing spot because you want those crosses to come in, but you want Tony to be on the end of them, not not serving them in. So yeah, I don't know who they can move around or if they just got to, hmm. you know, I think they got Regulon as, as their right back right now, like really push him up more. Um, sure, it leaves you a little bit more exposed, but like we said, I, I don't think Brentford's attack looks all that bad. It just, you didn't have the right people in the right spots. <laughs> yep. I mean, we kind of expected City to win. It was just... Oh, yeah. yeah. It would have been nice. Um, what does City got next? City has Everton next. Uh, yeah, they they let me down in their home game, so I'm not <laughs> feeling you, confident you in the taking, away game. You're taking Everton this one? Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> we, we can jump to that one if you want to maybe start at the beginning of the week. I just want to you know sure. keep, keep it relevant here. Um, Everton, Tottenham. Uh, interesting game. Uh, I, you know, good draw for Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bad draw for Tottenham, especially giving up a goal so late yeah. and a, a slop goal at that. But I do, I do want to bring up uh, last time Everton played Tottenham uh, last season, Richarlison scored two against Tottenham, and to see Richarlison score two against <laughs> Everton, it was fitting. Um, <laughs> he didn't celebrate in front of the fans. He really wanted to. He, Really uh, yeah, I saw it each it. time he's like, I'm not going to do it. And so I, you know, I credit him for that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the first goal Everton got though. And the way goalkeepers are getting bullied. Um, mm-hmm. And I use the, I use the term bully as uh, I'm going to say a legal term. I think it's fair to tussle and fight, but I've seen too many goalies just take it and act like they're going to get a foul keepers. It's time to fight back. It, it, yeah. It's time. If someone's put like pushing you, it's time to push back, get your positioning right. Because it's how many times are going to call a foul on a keeper? Probably they're not going to call the foul on the keeper. Yeah. And unless it's like some egregious thing, I, I think you could get away with some decent pushing for sure. And it falls under the like keeper protection umbrella. <laughs> exactly. And so to see, to see their goal, um, Everton's first, because mm-hmm. I think it was Calvert Lewin that was pushing into, uh, I think so. Yeah. Into Vicario and just straight, just pushed him in the box pretty much. <laughs> and, and it, it led to a Jack Harrison, like just deflection and, and, and whatnot. But, I don't know. I was like, you know, we. I feel like this is happening more and more. We're just seeing keepers just getting pushed by anyone, and and it's leading to open goal scoring opportunities. Um, I don't know. I just want to see that. I just want to see them not act like little weaklings out there, and and and, and yeah. not be on their heels. But you know, so I was. Yeah, I, I think it's you know they need to right. You want the keeper to command the box and. And, you know, make their presence known, especially on a corner kick. Like, that should be easy bread and butter for you. Run out, jump, and grab it because you get the extra vertical of reaching your arms up, right? Like, so if someone's in your way, they're going to have to maybe go watch some, like, NFL highlights of people getting past blockers and, you know, windmill and pass them or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but swim move. You, you got to do something because I think the days of 
you know, any any touch to the keeper is an automatic foul or clearly coming to an end. Um, I think that's probably for the best. But, uh, you know, I, I think keepers just got to catch up to that a little bit. And uh, don't be afraid to, to get into that tussle and, and you know. Or sell really, it better. I mean, this dude just, or sell it better, he just yeah. fell over backwards. I mean, he yeah. just got, like, pushed back. And, like, his butt went into the goal and he rolled backwards. And, uh yeah if you at least fight for it a little more, it's going to look like, okay, like he's trying to stay on his feet here and the mm-hmm. defender is not letting him. Uh, this is just a very bad example of, of a keeper giving up too early, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when he's trying to complain, it's like, well, you, you looks like you barely got touched and you fell over. And like maybe not barely got touched. Like I'm sure he was getting hit pretty good, but, you know, refs make these decisions now where it's questionable. So why not? Mm-hmm. Why not fight back a little? And and I'd be shocked if a keeper did something to where they're pushing back or shouldering another player, and that player goes down and they're ruling it a PK. Like that. That's yeah. probably not going to happen. I think it would have to be a very clear, like almost like a you know horse collar yank down situation for sure. that to be called <laughs> punch to the face elbow to the head something yeah something that looks like it's been doing like you were trying to hurt someone that's that's, yeah, when, it, that's I mean, when it's gonna go too far at, at the very least you know it's the keepers now should realize okay well they're getting away with you know pretty much boxing me out so you can at least go back with the same same force and and mm-hmm you know, push through them. And if then they're not ready, they're not strong enough to stay up. That's just, you know, a power difference. You guys are both going at it. Like it's uh it, it won't get called. I think, you know, and if it does get called, it's probably still in your favor. Cause you do still get some more protection than, you know, outfield players. So yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see if, if someone catches on or, or, or what, but clearly I think the uh, the protection is not as strong as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Times are changing. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch the Castle Luton game? Okay, so I started out watching Brighton Crystal Palace. Because remember last week I was like, Crystal Palace just popped off. Mm. They're playing against a Brighton team that just lost 4-0 to Luton. Like, is my it might be a good game. And then, you know, Crystal Palace comes out with Eze out with a thigh strain, Elise on the bench. I was like, it's not a great not a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched until I think Brighton got their second goal. And I think by that time it was like two one in the in the Newcastle Luton game. So then I flipped over that one right away. <laughs> good move. Uh, yeah. much more entertaining game in the long run. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Man, Luton let that go. They <sighs> fucked up. Uh, yeah. Now, credit Castle. They didn't, never gave up. They always, mm. you know, I think once they got that fourth goal, Luton d- stopped putting the gas on, kind of let Castle take over the game a so, little yeah. bit. And, and that's, not the, that's not the team Luton is. Luton's a team that's going to scratch and claw and, mm. and, and bite their way to a victory. You know, they're not the ones up 4-2 with... 20 yeah. minutes to go. They, it looked like they didn't know what to do. And I think it, it, it showed. Um, because yeah. honestly, once the game was was even, Luton looked like they were going to win the game again. All right, let's go back up again. Yeah. So, pretty confusing if you ask me on, on, on their mentality there. But um, good game. I think, I think that's 
it's a sign Luton has possibly what it takes to mm-hmm. stick around. Um, Castle played most of their guys in this game too, so it wasn't like a you know a a poorly rated squad for Castle that came in here. Everyone was everyone was seemed to be there and active and playing hard. I guess Isaac was probably the only one who didn't really get in that we're familiar mm-hmm. with. Um, but dang, Luton had it. I think the defending there was kind of yeah. dreadful. And I think it was was it it was either Castle's third or fourth. Um, the play leading up to it, I'm like 90% sure. I think it was Barkley who oh, got fouled. It was the fourth. It was fourth. the fourth, yeah. I'm pretty sure he got fouled there, and they never brought yeah. it up again. And I was like... Because, yeah, he, you know, he's controlling the ball, kind of turns into the middle of fields. I don't know who it was on Newcastle. Maybe Bruno, um, you know, kind of almost steps in with like a hip check. Mm-hmm. You know, catches Barkley, who then stumbles as the ball's getting away, and like tries to get back up and get to the ball um, that was really sad when he was crawling yeah it, it, it didn't look good but you know play with a whistle right so he didn't hear a whistle so i guess you know he's, he's still trying to get to the ball and and probably just clear it at that point um but then yeah you know newcastle take over and i was surprised it wasn't called back for a foul because that ball was certainly not won cleanly. Like, I don't no, think not at all. whoever that new castle player was, I don't think they even touched the ball. They just kind of checked through Ross Barkley. <laughs> yeah. And Barkley had his back to, I guess the attacking goal. So he didn't even know that player was really coming. I mean, he, he probably sensed the player was coming, but he was mm-hmm. fully shielding the ball. The ball was definitely at his feet and that player just came in and rocked him. And then, yeah. Um, maybe he didn't hit him super hard, but he definitely didn't. It wasn't a, it did not look clean. And then, no, and yeah. then they never, they never referred back to it. And I was, <laughs> nope. Kind of... Everyone's cool. Like they were fine with it. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, maybe we're wrong. Like there wasn't enough of a, you know, even a, a complaint too much on the field. It looked like from from Luton players. So, um, but it on camera certainly looked like mm-hmm. a clear foul. In real time. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um... Yeah. Long, I've determined Longstaff and Harvey Barnes are the same player. Uh, long lost <laughs> twins. I honestly, when I watched these goals back, and I was like, wait, I was like, I thought that was Harvey Barnes. And I was like, oh no, it's like, dude, there are similarities, but they look, they look really similar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hairstyle, kit, height. oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's certainly signs that Luton are growing um, in confidence and just like feeling better about having a place in the premier league. Um, and I think they're just one of those teams that have learned how almost to like kind of generate their own momentum and then riding that momentum really well. Um, I mean like what goals, uh, Two and three, I think, came pretty close together for Luton. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, they like once they kind of turn it on, they're they're going, and you know, it's not the first time we've seen that. Um, so they're good at that. I think they just need to almost just keep going with that in in this game, especially, or then learn how to just like really shut up shop and and you know, play the uh, newly promoted side, just just pack the box kind of ball. Um, yeah. 
which I don't think is really in their 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 gameplay and style. It hasn't, um, hasn't looked that way. Yeah, but they need but, to learn it because that's how they would have won this game. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I think of you know the promoted teams, they're the one that looked like. They are learning as they go and 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 can stay up. Um, and I mean, you put four past Brighton last week. You put four past Newcastle. Came out with a draw, but a draw away to Newcastle is still a pretty great result for Luton. Um, just so nearly could have been a win. <laughs> yeah, really, probably should have. Um, looking back, they'll definitely see those two goals, especially the Trippier one where he was just so wide open on his run. Yeah. I mean, that dude has his first goal of the season. I mean, it's not like he's making that run all the time and he just no. had an open lane and took it. So kudos on the comeback, but also Luton, I don't think they've ever been up by two goals possibly this season. <laughs> I think that was... Yeah, maybe not. But, um, but hey, next round they got uh, Sheffield, I believe. Um mm. So if Sheffield continues to play like they did, Luton might be up by multiple goals again, and we'll see if they can hang on. <laughs> All right, segue. Uh, that was a I, Villa man. If they, I, we kind of saw this coming. Like if it was a bounce back game, they this was the time to do it. If they struggled against For Sheffield, sure. their this title race is over. They're still hanging. They're looming. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? How many points are they down right now? Uh, six, six and yeah, six from the top, but. Uh, yeah, um, you know, this was another one of those games where I turned it on, and I was like, I didn't really want to watch it, but, like, I didn't have anything else going on anyway, so I kept it on, and then, what, it hit uh, 3-0 at, um, what, like, 30? 10 minutes in or was something? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 20 minutes in. It hit 3-0 at 20 minutes in, and then I just turned it off and, and went upstairs and, and, you know, didn't continue to watch it because Sheffield was just offering nothing and did not see any 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 Luton fight right to even give me a hope that they could get back into this game and um you know obviously they did not so <laughs> yeah they're, they're pretty bad man that's a... yeah they just kind of they look like a team that's already like all right we're, we're relegated like just go out there and get through this game like they just they don't have that spark or like they got nothing. any real, yeah, any real, like no real bright spot either. I'd say like <laughs> they definitely have uh moments where like a player looks like they're going to pop up and, and, you know, maybe finally kind of try and get something done, but just nothing's working. So I think they're, uh, they're, they're, Probably the one you can guarantee to go down at least. A hundred percent. Chad, their goal differential is negative forty. The next closest is negative twenty-three. That's Burnley. So like the gap between nineteenth and twentieth is huge. Yeah. That's crazy. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I bet my bottom dollar they are getting relegated. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm kinda curious to see if if this will be like a nice springboard for Villa to kind of get mm-hmm. back into their groove. Um, they got Man United at home next week. So, you know, going from a very easy competitor to now a, a tougher competitor. Um, I'd like them to, to you know, kind of get back to their 
if not winning ways, at least like doing a handful of goals and stuff. Like they've they've been on this rough patch, and they just that's not the villa we've known this season. No, again, maybe they started a new tournament in their head. Emery gave them mm-hmm. how many games he got left now? Uh, fifteen. He says fifteen game tournament. You know, we'll go five yeah. at a time. Um, that's how I, that's how I think they need to start running that team. So, uh, but Man United and West Ham, West Ham just gave us a dud. West Ham just not on like a free fall, but like a yeah. What are we doing? A not not good. <laughs> Certainly, an out of form team. <laughs> their last their last win was against Arsenal, and that was a that was a crazy good looking team that day. Yeah, and that team you know looked like they uh, top four. They knew what they were doing. Top, yeah, they, top they, four, they for sure. They were they were pushing yeah through that top four, and uh, you know Arsenal actually play them away next weekend, so mm. we'll see if they can reignite something, but. Uh, with the way they've been looking and looked in this United game, it's just the signs are not good. I mean, I know you're you were missing Kudas, who you know finally came back for this game. Yeah, that, um, that can be huge. He he looked lively. He looked good. Um, but I think just I don't know something in that that West Ham. I don't want to say it's like all miss, missing uh, Paqueta, but. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's a, no, I think it's that's a fair point. I mean, it, 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 it definitely helps the attack, right? I don't. Bowen starting up front is not what they're used to. Yeah. Um, they're trying to make something work with the players they got, and and if we look at that squad from from the Arsenal game, um, you know, Kudus and Paqueta were playing on opposite sides of each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think Kudus likes that right side rather than the left. Um, he could swing the ball when he crosses a shot in to go to the far post. And here it's like, I don't know. I, it's Paqueta's a big deal. I mean, I think he, I mean, City wanted yeah. him. Like, he's that good yeah. of a player. And, and to not have him for how much longer? A while, right? Um March? I think March is his estimated return, so they got to figure something out. Like, I I get that he, you know, does bring he's kind of the the Bruno Fernandez for them, where he's like all over the pitch. You know, he contributes defensively, contributes creatively, mm. even gets a goal here and there. Um, but you got to figure out something because because this ain't working. <laughs> no, haven't won since December. Yeah, yeah, that can't fly, especially when they were pushing top five. Yeah, um, he's set to come back, uh, Paqueta the seventeenth. Um, oh, okay. It'd be kind of okay, crazy then, if he yeah. he got a if he were to come back in a week. That would be that would be shocking. But yeah, if he were to come back for the know. Arsenal game, I think that would uh that would make it pretty interesting. I hope. He yeah, does. I mean, I think you know teams often don't want to risk the quick return of a player but mm-hmm. in this case you kind of maybe might need to at least like start him for as long as he can go and just you know try and get the goals then and and if you have a lead you know protect it with your life but um he seems to be the missing piece and and um you know they brought in calvin phillips i don't know if you've seen Ooh. his two performances but Ooh, they've rough. been pretty abysmal <laughs> yeah um you know this game he 
what gave away a ball um, for Man United's third goal, I think. Um, and the game before this against Bournemouth, he straight passed it to Solanke, and <laughs> it's not looking good for him. <laughs> He's got to be so rusty and so like in his own head, right? Of of sure, yeah. What am I as a player after being so uh, dominant as a central? midfielder um i don't know he's of course the talent's there it's just he's gotta mm-hmm. he's gotta find it again so it, it, west ham's a weird spot for him i feel like they're so they, you know out of depth sure but it feels like their core midfielder midfield is kind of set right set right yeah <laughs> that's that's what i was gonna say is you know most of our conversation about west ham has been like how does David Moyes find the way to get all these midfield star players on the pitch? And then once he did, that's when they were like really lighting it up. Yeah. Said, Here's another. He's like, what? Unless he really wanted so, him, but Yeah. I mean, I think he can work as like cover if he kind of finds some form again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if I'm him, I'm not, I'm not expecting to get much starting time over Suchek or, or Alvarez, no um, you know, it's, I guess, what he's used to. He didn't didn't really get any starting playtime at City anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say for that one. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's bust out Burnley Fulham really quick. Nothing too crazy here, I think. No, yeah. Congrats to Burnley for getting the draw and Fulham. Oh, Robinson's crazy assist, though. Oh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just I don't think he meant it. No. <laughs> I think he probably meant to just like clear it. I don't think he meant to clear it necessarily upfield. Um but hey, it worked. It worked out. It's on your resume now. <laughs> yeah, fifth fifth assist of the year. Uh um, Yeah. I want to see him go on a good team, man. I I still think he can be a I, a really good player. Um I think he he might move here soon like he seems a not about grown fulham um but i think he's he's becoming so important to kind of fulham's attack that i think the teams above fulham are probably looking at him to to bolster their you know wing back For selection sure. not sure who i you know brentford if they want to go back to rico henry and and on the right and play this four man back. I think that'd be a really fun team for him to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not right now. Cause they're yeah. not looking so hot, but just trying to think who could be a left back or what, what team could use a left back. That's just so attack heavy. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I think you're right though. I think he has outgrown Fulham. I think, I think that team needs a hard reset. Um, and you could probably get a good, a good penny for him too. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, just selfishly for, like, USA purposes, I just want to see him keep going up. You know, he, yeah. he kind of gets – was getting a lot of stick there for a while of, like, not being able to defend and not be good on the, the attack. And, um, you know, I think he's he's looked like he's improved both ends of that, um, maybe more so the attack, which a lot of teams will take, right? Like, like your Trent Alexander-Arnold's, like – is he the best defensively? No, but he's like serviceable. But if you know that, you can 
you know, kind of build the system mm-hmm. to to cover that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he would go, but I think Fulham is is his days at Fulham are probably numbered, rightfully so. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Bournemouth Forest. Um, I think Matt Turner is never to be seen again. We talked about yeah, this, this is a not a good bit. sign. <laughs> I think when a 31 year old keeper is now taking his spot. Um, I think that's, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Um, short lived, but you know, I don't know. Maybe this new guy came in and doesn't do it. And Maddie T gets another run. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, I just got my Maddie T jersey and I'm, oh. I, I didn't want to wear it today, but, uh, I got it. It's in my possession. I will okay. rock it until, uh, until I can't, I guess that's mm-hmm. you know forever. But damn, damn. Yeah, um, Hudson and Doy, great goal. Oh, great goal! If you saw yeah, that, yeah, nomination. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, you know he he. It's that it's that lovely little FIFA shot that we know of mm-hmm. curler from the top of the box. Um, yeah, you know it, it didn't leave Neto much option. He just slotted in perfectly. But um, you know, overall, not not a whole lot going on in this game. Gio Reyna made a debut. Didn't <laughs> yeah. really do much though. But <laughs> not enough time for for him to really get yeah. in and, and do much either. But he made the field. Um, but I so yeah, I, that'll make me want to watch them. It's just unfortunate now the other Americans not going to be playing <laughs> with him. It's like yeah, no chemistry there. <laughs> um, okay, Chad, we have one game left, and I know we're dying to talk about it because. <laughs> <laughs> because we love to sh- shit on Chelsea. And look, they do it to themselves, okay? <laughs> Chad, this team this was the game where I was like they have to at least show that they can be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. You lose to Liverpool last week. You get Expected, absolutely though. absolutely dominated Fans are saying, oh, it's Liverpool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you go against the Wolves and you let in the same amount of goals. Bro. Without their top striker, might I add. So now you've gone yeah. two weeks in a row without the best attacking player on their team. And then you have <laughs> Thiago Silva trying to chase Neto. This poor man. Bro. <laughs> you, saw, you saw when he was trying to catch up to Neto on that. Yeah. Thiago... I appreciate you being the only one trying in this Chelsea team, but just you know, pulling out for Thiago. Look, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you've played a long storied career. This this Chelsea ending to your career is fading fast. So just I don't know, fake an injury, ride that bench, just cash the paycheck, and you don't you don't deserve to be done like this <laughs> over and over. <laughs> no. He's the uh, he is now officially the third oldest Premier League goal scorer we've ever had. Uh, you know he's won just about everything. Yeah, this is your golden years, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you're you're living in London or like outskirts of London. You're in a great area. Just you don't got to deal with the stress of of trying to get these kids to do something out there. Just ride the bench, say uh, nice try guys in the locker room, and 
Enjoy your family time. (laughs) Dude, this team is awful. Uh, They're so lucky they have Cole Palmer. They're so lucky City said we can't find a place for him. Because if they didn't... I don't know what they'd do. I I mean, he's their top goal scorer by now, right? He has to be at this point. Um, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, he has 10 on the season. Next highest is Nick Jackson. Um, Oof. Three of those came from that crazy Tottenham game. So put him at four, then it's Sterling again with with <laughs> five. So without Cole, you're you're missing a, a big part of your team, and you know Bowley is just getting ripped on the internet, and and rightfully so. And now they're at mm-hmm. the point, Chad, where they came and fire Pochettino without possibly breaching <laughs> uh, financial fair play rules here. And what what do you do? What does this team do? I don't know. They they they've almost just like spent and 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 worked themselves into a corner where they're just stuck, right? Like if you if you can't even sack your manager with the threat of of breaching financial fair play, like that's a pretty big alarm. But then also like okay, you you sign on a lot of young guys. Um, you know, a lot of them will take time to kind of get up to the level you need them to be. But if you're seeing some that just aren't going to make it or you don't want to take the time to get them there, I don't know how easily you're going to be able to sell them when they're all set on a eight-year contract. It'll like be pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it, it's it's funny to watch from the outside. Hilarious. But <laughs> it, it just, it's just so... Bleak. frustrating that you know uh I, I think to see any team go through like such a, a harsh transfer of ownership and, and just like downfall and like it kind of sucks that it is an american coming in and and <laughs> trying to revolutionize how uh contracts are are done in the soccer world and you know it's kind of blowing up in his face as to why it's not done that way. Well, yeah, um, I mean, do you see his baseball deal he gave out a couple months well, ago? I, I, I feel like that's maybe his his M.O. right now. He's like trying to big brain. Trying to, um, yeah, big brain the contracts and, and you know, just uh, sign the best players for, like, not a lot of money until X period in time, right? Like He's broken baseball. Yeah. Um, Mm. owns the Dodgers he broke baseball he signed four players and basically did this whole like we'll pay you one million yeah. for the seasons you play then we'll pay you 99% of their contract when you retire um, if they don't win anything they'll be laughed at for all of eternity but <laughs> it, he's playing he's he's doing both baseball and soccer the exact same way he's buying these mm-hmm. big name faces for for strange deals and hoping it works and this is blowing up in his face. I hope it replicates uh, in baseball, yeah. but it's it it's kind of shocking. He's doing the same type of things after seeing this isn't working here, and um, you know it's been two years now. He's spent over a billion dollars. He has the most losses in Premier League since he's taken over. Yeah. It's pretty dark, dark blue. Yeah, if you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, even if you were to sack Pochettino, I don't know who you go to. Do you call Frank up? Say, Frank, hey, we Frank need you. 
<laughs> you won't get paid much, but we need you. Like, you like internships? I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, people keep throwing around Mourinho getting a third stint. Um, I don't know that he would even want to take on this project because you're coming into just like a shit show already. Um, you know, you don't even have much of a, a experience like leadership core to rely on. Um, I, I just, I don't know where they go. I don't know. Down. Down, certainly, but... uh just keep going down. Maybe they, they're going to get better. What's going to make it better? Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, they can continue to try and, and sign these young players, but, you know, if... I mean, it would be hard to be a young player and, you know, Chelsea comes to sign you and you're like, oh, like, I'm 20, 21, and I can play in the Premier League. Like, of course I'll sign. But I don't know. Maybe you look at it now and, and you know, see the, the promise that Mudrick was and, like, he's playing, but clearly not at Premier League level, you know, top-end Premier League level um, ability yet. Um, you know, same with... Um, you know, Enzo and Caicedo, like, they looked great in their previous teams, but that wasn't a team full of, like, unproven young players, right? Like, it's structure. Yeah. So, um, and messy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, and, you know, still Connor Gallagher is maybe one of their brightest prospects, and he still has not signed a new contract, so he's probably leaving in the summer. Um, you gave Jorginho away, who would have been a great leader to have yeah, in that midfield man, for sure. Um, you know, they're uh, shipping out the the expensive old experienced players for the the new cheap ones that you know. I guess in an ideal world, you you mold to the player you want and uh, can can get that team firing for years because they're all so young, so they'll grow together, but. I think it's uh, it's been a quick and, and rude awakening of, you know, just because maybe their stats look good on the data sheet doesn't necessarily mean they that matches up in, in person with, with all these players. <laughs> I, I just hope if this is what they're doing, patience is still the, the key model it has about to be. them. Because yeah. if they don't rely on patience here, this was just going to blow up in their face more and but we knew that Chelsea is not the type of team that's patient. They bring in coaches for two to three years. Yeah. They win something and they move on. That's kind of been what they've been doing since two thousand <laughs> mid two thousands, yeah, around there roughly. Um, and I get it. Different owner, American, not used mm -hmm. to this this type of season with a bunch of different tournaments. Uh, learning curve for sure. But I think ever I think he's learning his lesson now. Yeah, just or not a billion dollars late, but you know, <laughs> or not learning anything. <laughs> or not, this will yeah. continue to happen for for as long as uh, you know these contracts go for. Yeah, um, I think they they almost have to to keep playing the patience game. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they didn't really do it with Potter, which fair enough, like it wasn't working out. But you know, Pochettino is a good manager. You've seen what he, he did when he was at Tottenham. He made them competitive. Um, 
I forget where he went after PSG. that, but oh yeah, PSG. So like, PSG is a hard case just because they walked the league anyway, um, and then struggle in Champions League. But but he had Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, so he at least had like yeah, he had so, a, a locker room. He had a control. So I think he's he's you know respected enough to uh, yeah kind of be the long term manager for you, but. I just there's got to be signs of life somewhere, and honestly, there's you watch a Chelsea game, and if they win, that's that's surprising. That it feels like you're watching like you know a Sheffield game where if they win, that's like that's surprising. <laughs> Chad, their last three wins: one nil against Fulham, three two against Luton, two one against Palace. Yeah, so two zero against Sheffield. That's their they're last beat, four. They're beating the teams they should beat, but <laughs> but it's not saying too much. Barely. At that, though, barely. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> they got to go against Villa. Then they got Palace. I'm sorry, no, Villa's in the uh, FA Cup. They got Palace, Man City. Uh, Tottenham, Chelsea's getting postponed. I wonder why that is. Um. Oh, we got the caribou cup against liverpool mm. and then you might have a little easier time against brentford but then you pick right back up again you got castle and then arsenal um i don't know man this team is is gonna be a bottom <laughs> half team for the rest of the year yeah it's uh i don't know i i just i'm running out of thoughts and words to say about this Chelsea team because they just every week seem to be the same or worse. <laughs> it's like a rinse <laughs> like, repeat. Yeah, like they they've got their handful of wins here and there, but most of those have not looked convincing. I, their their best game is you know a, a draw against Man City, which credit to them, it was great game from them and and played well. Um, but I think that was maybe more Cole Palmer like having a point to prove in that game, and for sure, uh, you know, it unfortunately hasn't translated to the rest of the games. But I don't know. I just Wolves look great. Pedro Neto's back out there doing his thing. They look good. <laughs> Can't wait for Huang to get back and and see what they can do together. Wolves uh, have direction. Exactly. And <laughs> I'd say about half the teams right now have a direction. And um, the split between 10 and 11 right now, I think if you look at the table from 11 down, not a lot of direction. But 10, yeah, I 10 think and up, fair. I think 10 and up, give or take Brighton, just because you don't, Brighton and West Ham really, you don't really mm-hmm. know what you're going to get. Everyone seems to have some type of direction. Even Man U right now is getting some, they're getting Hoyland moving, Garnacho, mm-hmm. like finally things are clicking there a little bit. They're not, the, the Rashford focus is gone for them now. It's like yeah. the other guys are kind of, are in the spotlight now for the better. Um, and we could probably say something about every team from from 10 up, like, okay, there's this mm-hmm. is the direction they're moving in. And you go from 11 down, man, Chelsea, not sure. Bournemouth, Shalanki's good. Fulham, no. Palace, no. Brentford, <laughs> unfortunate injuries. Defense is missing. Forest, yikes. Lewin, Okay, like yeah, that's the maybe one. the one. Yeah, <laughs> Everton maybe shouldn't be right there, but haven't yeah. won a game in their last six. Burnley, same kind of thing. Sheffield, done. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty easy to read this table. 
Yeah, I mean that that was a great split, you know. <laughs> and I guess, you know, kind of uh fairly works out too as, you know, mm. top 10 should have a, a direction and and some momentum whereas bottom half is yeah, all floundering, but for Chelsea to be down there now multiple seasons is inexcusable. I mean, yeah, for, for, the for what Chelsea was, like, and yeah, all the money that has been spent since the, the transfer of ownership, like, I get it, it's, it's you know, a different Chelsea ownership group now and, and board and all that, so it's not the same spend big, if we didn't win, we'll get in the people we need to win and win, but like, there's got to be someone with some form of like soccer brain in that ownership board room group that can direct this team because right now there's just not. <laughs> so, well, you listen up here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. I feel like I said it last time. Like if I was a Chelsea fan, I would just, I don't know if I would watch anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you, but we will, we'll watch. We, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on them Love and their it. downfall for much longer. <laughs> okay. What three more months of this? Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Chad. We nailed all the games here. Should we uh, do our nominations? Yeah, definitely. Um. Let's start with uh. Let's start with teams. Let's do team. Teams. Um. Okay. Why don't you take it away? Um. I got three. Oh wow! Um, I got Luton up there again. Yep. Didn't get the win, but you know, really took it to Newcastle away from from home. Um, which you know, up until now, it looks like Luton at home was you know the twelfth man sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go and do it away at Newcastle, which is pretty pretty big ground, pretty hostile to come into, I think is says a lot. Um, ideally, would have got the win, but you know. Okay. Um I also got Wolves down. Um partly because of their midweek match against United and also the Chelsea match. Um you know, a little bit the same for that midweek match of like you came back and nearly stole the draw from United and uh, if not for a, an incredible goal like I know. It it you know went the other way, but then you know to really find the momentum in that game and keep it rolling into this Chelsea game and, and, you know, take advantage of a, a struggling Chelsea side, which also sees you move above them in the table. Mm-hmm. I think you're doing pretty good. Um, and my last one is Aston Villa just because they got the bounce back game, but it was Sheffield. So they are really like an honorable mention for me. No, no Arsenal in here. No, I mean it's a it's a big win. Bro, what are you doing? Uh, you took down number one. Dude, I'm insulted. <laughs> I was if you beat the number one team in the league, I think you should uh, you know give credit where credit's due. It's fair, but like I don't know. It, it's it stood out to me, you know, as an Arsenal fan. But then I like when I try and make the nominations, I'm trying to step back a little nah, bit more. Bro, you're like, yeah, this is Liverpool, whatever. <laughs> Fucking easy. We do it again. No, 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 no. Not like that, but um, you know that I because I'm an Arsenal fan. 
and try to be neutral, more neutral on this podcast. Like I feel like I hold them okay. to a little bit higher standard right. for the All right. nation. Well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll fucking say it. Uh, I think Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I want you to say yeah, it. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Uh, damn. Uh, I I I think Arsenal deserves to be team of the week. Um, taking down Liverpool. Of course, it wasn't a full strength Liverpool, but no excuses. Liverpool is the number one team in the league for a reason. You get yeah. you get dealt these things. You deal with it. Um, there again, my nomination. I do think we got to give Man United some flowers here. This is their first clean sheet since November. Um, it's been a long while. Uh, they did it against West Ham, which if you would have told me they would have held West Ham scoreless, that would have been a really tough sale. Um, For sure. Considering Kudus is back and, and, you know, you know what he can do on the attacking end, which he, he still played great. How many take-ons did he get this week? Five or six? Um, I think it was seven, actually. Seven? Wow. So he, <laughs> yeah. you know, he ain't scared to take you one-on-one and, and dribble around you and go for it. Um, so, so those, and of course, Luton, Luton. Castle, but I think if Luton would have won that game, it would have been surefire. Oh, easy, yeah. So I, I think Man United actually gets my uh, my nod here, just because they played arguably pretty good, and uh, yeah. pretty good's being I think too humble. I think they actually played really good, and like if they yeah, if they can do that every week, um, they're starting to to find their way. I mean, they they got a lot of guys back from injury too, so yeah. um, you know maybe we're finally seeing their like. True starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, Martinez, Martinez just Martinez again, actually right? just went out for like six to eight weeks. It oh, looks like so is that really. What I, I almost picked him too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, more time for Maguire in there. Everyone's Oof. favorite, right. <laughs> or Johnny Evans. I don't know who you yeah. take there. Coin toss. old or or like doesn't know how to play. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, all good shouts. Um, Yeah, you know, the, you make a good point with United. Um, what a you know, even, clean sheets this week. Even even with the uh, yeah the midweek match against Wolves, they almost threw it away. Um, but I think you know for the first half of that game, they played really well, and they kind of let Wolves back into it. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with United. Sold. Um. <laughs> Player, I've got a list. So if you got, um, yeah, I mean, for my list, Garnacho is definitely on there scoring two. But I think I think my player's got to be Richarlson. I think if Spurs don't have him on the pitch, they lose that game. Um, I think I think him coming back to uh, play against Everton and scoring two and 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 not celebrating in front of those fans and and trying to stay humble. Becoming mm-hmm. kind of like boys on 10 goals now in the year. Um, I tried to look up today how many goals Harry Kane had at this time last season. I, unfortunately, I couldn't find it. But, I, you know, this is definitely telling me is it is, is, is can he be the number nine for them for the foreseeable future? Because he is young. Um, yeah. I think maybe. I think there's a chance. So those those are my two yeah. that I at least want to start with. Um, and then you can hit me with yours. Yeah. Um I mean the other like notable ones that I want to shout out is, is Cunha gets the hat trick against mm-hmm. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um you know one being a PK so yeah. Not as as incredible I guess. Um Richarlson definitely up there. He's you know found his 
his shooting boots. He can get a shot on target again, finally. Yeah, he, was, so, he was hitting him. He was hitting him. Yeah, so he's looked good. Um, like you said, Garnacho's definitely up there as well. Um, you know, he's, I think for a little bit, looked like more of the impact sub kind of player. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like he's kind of taking that starting role and, and actually putting in the, the work and getting the numbers. Um, only because you have subbed him out of your fantasy league. I got to shout out Watkins. One goal, two assists. Ah. It's against Sheffield, I know, but like, I feel like it was, he listened and he was like, fuck that guy. I'm going to turn it on. And <laughs> Bro. It's the curse of the Watkins. He's done that to two people this, this year so far where we, we kick him out of our team and he says, yeah, I'm going to burn you now. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's like 10 assists. Yeah. He has a lot of assists on the year now, right? 10? I think he's... Uh, I got it right here. Yeah, he's on 10. 10 assists. Yeah, 11 goals, 10 assists. So Double-double. I don't know. He uh, He's clearly a listener and uh, <laughs> <laughs> needed, a, needed the motivation of being removed from your team to, to really uh, get the spark no. going. We should tag him. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, between all those, I feel like I'm probably leading Richarlson just because Tottenham itself did not play well. Um, and like you said, yeah. I think Richarlson not there to make those goals happen. Um, they probably don't win this at all. So I don't think so. Um, yeah, we'll give it to the Brazilian. Why not? Yeah. Um, for goals, I got, I got four. I think they're all pretty good bangers. Um, start with the Richarlison one. That's on the bottom of my list here. But then I'm gonna mm-hmm. rattle off three. The the Bailey goal for Villa, I thought was Oof. fucking beautiful. Yeah. Um, the Tealman's goal was hit so hard. I, <laughs> I I it hit the hit the woodwork, and I was I can't believe it bounced in and stayed in. But damn, mm-hmm. that he got a, He got a rocket onto that. I ball. feel like that goal. It like reminded me of Tielemans on Leicester like years ago when like everyone wanted him. Like, yep. I don't know where that guy's been, but he had a little a little resurgence in this game, and mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see if he can kind of pick up off of that. And then the uh, the Hoyland goal for me, mm-hmm. I thought that he had a really nice really nice move to free up some space, and then uh, got a nice hit on it. So I, I, that's probably my number one. I think that one in Bailey. Just because mm-hmm. of the, the placements, um, but Tillman's for power. Yeah, um, I like all those. Um, I got the Hudson Adoy goal. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's a key one too. You know, yeah, it doesn't doesn't bring him the win, but you know, gets him a, a draw, and you know, he kind of gets that shot off in between a lot of players. And then uh, I don't know if you saw Mateta's goal, his mm-hmm. his headed goal. Yep, that's pretty nice when it's got a you know not not right on on frame um and what maybe 10 12 yards out and you know gets a nice header to it so i think any of those could could honestly take it i do i think mm, i think between bailey and hudson adoy i kind of lean hudson adoy just because he's like he's getting pulled on a little bit he's he's kind of fighting for it and still gets a, a great shot off um so I think it's probably Hudson Adoy or or, or uh, Hoyland's goal for me. 
I think Hudson Doy is fair, and that, he he's not really a goal scorer. I mean, he's he's scoring, but not not anything special like that. So <laughs> that was um, for him. I think the quality there, it's important that he can at least prove it to people that it's there's a possibility. Get his foot yeah. on the ball, and anything can happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool with me. And then last thing we got, Chad, uh, meme of the week, and this was a good week. We got, some, we got some good content this week. Yeah. Um, the Gabby and Nunez hug. That was so lovey dovey. I, I hated nice. it, but I loved it at the same time. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah. Like, huh, all right. This is two competitors who are showing some love. Uh, we can kind of go through. Actually, I can't pop up discord right now, but, um, I mean, my winner is the, the, the finger in the butt. That's, we don't That's choose a winner, just... but could you, do you see what the hell? Yeah. That, that's just crazy. Um, I don't know if you saw Ocampos came out and said like he wants that person to be punished like the same as if it was like racial abuse because like what the fuck? I don't blame him for that at all. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with that because that's just I mean one you shouldn't be reaching over and, and touching no. you know players or anyone but... anyway. Um, but then to like do something so. I mean, I guess kind of bordering on sexual assault, sure. right? Like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so that was certainly wild. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. I couldn't, I, when I, think... I read the title, I was like, no way. And that dude straight up sticks it in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got the, uh, the Discord up here. So our, our other meme bangers... Um, Arteta saying Zinchenko and Ben White are now sharing wives. Oh, yeah, that was special. <laughs> after their, their little tussle. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, Klopp getting the co- phone call from mm. the dentist mid-press mid, mid uh, press conference. Shocked he didn't I really answer. Thought, I, yeah, I really thought he was going to answer as well. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe his dental news is more uh, yeah. serious than he wanted to let it's on. Private. It's private. <laughs> um, and then my... Maybe not my favorite. I, I mean, I think the finger on the butt thing takes the cake, but um, as uh, Anthony Taylor's mic pack or whatever is not working, Ramsdale in the background. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're good. wasting time, ref. Come good. on. I wish he would have had a makeshift yellow card or something. That he could yeah. Out. yeah. He um, really should at this point. He's not playing any games, so like, get hey, some man. props back there. <laughs> yeah. They're all winners. All winners in yeah. our book. Oh, always, yeah. Um. Nice, man. I think we nailed it. Hour 30 in. Uh, good chat. Good talk. This is episode 60. We're officially in our golden years. Let's, let's ride it out into the sunset, baby. <laughs> um, next week, we got just Saturday, Sunday games. No midweek games. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be on that schedule for a little bit here. And then uh, we'll be in the final third of the season where it's just go time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, quickly coming down to the wire here, and uh, you know, it top of the table shaping up basically as as much as a soccer fan could Let's want. Go. Tight, yep. close. You know, it could go either way at this point. So, um, still, everyone against City though. So, anyone yeah. listening that has influence over teams, please figure out a way to take points off City. <laughs> I don't know any City fans, so that's a good start. Ah, I don't think we have any real fans anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, with that, uh, episode 60 in the books. We'll be back next week, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Oh, yeah. We'll see 
who wins chad i don't know it's kind of crazy out here go niners yep. that's all we got to say to that uh all right episode 60 with that hooligans pitch for peace peace